Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Man, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports, but the biggest news in the world right now is Tiger Woods winning the Masters in Atlanta, in Georgia. You know, oh my, man, this was a big, big story. Oh my, man, Tiger Woods, we, we have to be so, you know, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm really happy for this guy for one reason. You know, um, you know, this guy hasn't, we, we counted him out. And I'd be one of those people that probably say, you know, I counted him out. But this guy has really shown that this this uh, fusion deal with the back is a real real thing, you know. I remember hearing about this kind of surgery back in the in the late '80s, but um, hey, Tiger Woods has proven that not only can you come back, but this guy looks good. You know, he's losing his hair, but he still looks good. And to come back with the competition that he that he played against on um on uh, on um on Sunday, throughout the whole week, you know, I mean, Kipka, uh, Dustin Johnson, uh, Tony Fina, you know, I mean, these these are these are some of the best players in the world. Not to, not to say that some of the best players weren't there that just didn't get it done this weekend. Ricky Fowler, he was there, you know, just didn't get it done this weekend. John Rahm, Jason Day, just didn't get it done this weekend. And I'm talking about Tony Fina was played with Tiger, and he ended up tied for fifth. Dustin Johnson played, I think, in front of Tiger, and he ended up tied for um, second. <clears throat> and the guy that a lot of people was pulling for, Francisco Molinari, the Italian, and I'm sort of pulling for the Italians. I lived in the country for a little while, and I like Italian. I, I really like the Italian culture. I like the food. I like the dress. I like the Italian culture, and I really love the Italian people. They were really good to me while I lived there in northern Italy, in Milan, Italy, in 1989, 1990, and 1991. I really had a good time while I was there. So I, I, I was sort of pulling for Molinari myself, you know, and, um, you know, I was, come on, uh, Jocka Molinari, Jocka, and Jocka means play, 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 you know, so I was kind of pulling for Molinari, but uh, the story was Tiger Woods, you know, and, uh, and and Tiger Woods had a, I mean, he really had a, had a fantastic uh, week when we look at um, where he was, you know what I mean, the guy played, he was in the runnings the entire week of this, uh, of this golf tournament, and not only that, you know, um, some people were counting Tiger Woods out for the possible chance of reaching 18 majors that Jack Nicholas has. 18 majors. Well, you know, Tiger Woods, he's creeping up in age. I think he's 42 years old now. But still, we see these guys play this game well into their 50s. You know, we see Vijay Singh and um, uh, I just can't think of the other guy's name. But, you know. Fred Couples is still on the tour, you know. So these we we see a lot of guys still playing golf and being competitive as well. So uh, I see Tiger Woods if if his back continues to hold up and his his I mean really the guy looks you know he look, he look, he has a physique of a twenty twenty four year old twenty six year old he's taking care of himself 
You know, he really is taking care of himself. You know, um, but how how long will this last? Hey, from what we saw, um, the fans of golf uh, applaud him and show him so much love throughout this entire tournament, uh, especially especially on Sunday, the final round. Uh, I think it was just it was it was just really 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 something real special, and uh, and hey. Um, Tiger Woods gave them everything they came for. You know, uh, I think that was a 16th hole, uh, part three, 16th hole. Um, he hit he hit a beautiful shot at the top. It came down, rolled down, looked like it was going to go right in the hole for a hole in one. And then Tiger pretty much sealed the deal right there, making par, giving himself a two-shot lead. I was a little disappointed that he didn't par the last hole, but he really shot for it. But hey, he knew he didn't have to par the 18th hole when he had it in the bag, had it in his pocket, and um, hey, went on and went on and and did what he was supposed to do, win another, another major. And I guess I I just really think that's um that's a big deal. I mean, it's it's a huge. Huge, huge, huge story, and um, you know, I guess when we when we start talking about um, huge stories, um, one of the one of the biggest stories of uh, of the week of this over the weekend, besides you know, I guess besides the Tiger Woods story, was the start of the NBA playoffs. You know, and hey, the NBA playoffs are among us. Whether we want to believe it, face it or not, they are here. And because they're here, we have to talk about it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm really, really, really disappointed in this guy, the process, or whatever they call him, Joel Embiid. Um, You know, he, he said he was hurt, said his knee was hurt. He still tried to play, still played. But when we look at what what his production did, uh, I'm I'm I am really and <clears throat> and I'm still still a little shocked that some of these seven footers still think they should be shooting three pointers. Man, get down and play with your back to the basket and and play in the paint. That's where they need you. At. And I understand that every once in a while you have an open three pointer and you should take it, but. I am really, really, really a little bit concerned with um, with the Philadelphia 76ers and and their hunt to um, to really continue to do what they gonna continue to do what they think they can do in this playoffs because if they can't if they can't get past the um, if they can't get past the 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 New Jersey Nets. Who's to say um, where are they going to be? You know, I'm, it, really, who's to say where where are they going to be? And don't get don't get it twisted. Now, um, the the Nets are, are a good team. They've come a long way this season uh, to put themselves. They weren't at the bottom of the list coming into this week's play, uh, this week's NBA playoffs. But I'm really still a little concerned. For the Sixers and the Sixers organization, you know, Embiid, 24 minutes, 22 points. Um, Tobias Harris, 41 minutes, four points. 
Now, we understand he came to the season late in the season, came to his team late in the season, but he was an all-star. And Ben Simmons, 32 minutes, nine points. Jimmy Butler, you know, Jimmy Buckets come to play every game no matter where he, no matter where he plays, he, he's, he's coming to play. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, 39 minutes, 36 points. And J.J. Reddick, 23 minutes, 5 points. When you take these three cats, man, J.J. Reddick, 5 points, Ben Simmons, 9 points, and Tobias Harris, 4 points. Come on. Come on. This is, this is ridiculous. You know, you're talking about 18 points between these three cats. So something has, had, something has to change. Something has to change in Philadelphia for uh, for the Sixers to really make a run in, in this year's playoffs. And, you know, a lot of people thought that they would actually maybe maybe be the team that would challenge Milwaukee from the East. But if this is what is if this is if, if this is kind of, if this is the kind of effort that we're going to see from them at home, they lose at home. Uh, it's already 0-1 and 0-1. As far as Philly is concerned, they they got the zero, and um, the Nets have the one victory in that in that playoff series. And it's gonna be look like uh, it if if this goes back to New Jersey, uh, 0-2, um, and New Jersey has two victories over Philadelphia. And, and really, if if Tobias Harris can't can't score, and who is really I mean a a solid. He's he's always been a solid player, no matter where he's been. He's one of the best. Players. He's an all star. I'm saying I don't understand why he can't stay where wherever he goes. He was with Orlando. He was with the Clippers, and now he's with the Sixers. He's with the Sixers. So hey, I don't know what the deal is, but maybe this is what it is. He can't get it done in the playoffs. But no, I think Tobias Harris is going to come back and, and get some things done. But 41 minutes. And four points, and he's out. One of the problems with Tobias Harris, he's no Jimmy Butler. You know, Jimmy Butler don't get the ball, and Jimmy Butler don't get ball get the ball down coming down court three times. Somebody's gonna hear about it, or he's gonna have it in his hand, and he's gonna make sure he shoots the ball. That's why they call him Jimmy Bucket. Tobias Harris is a little. I, when I see him on the court, I think of him as being more like a a team player and a little more passive. Than um than a lot of a lot of NBA guys because um, a lot of NBA guys they let you know um, they, especially when you're an all star when you're an all star you demand the ball and Tobias Harris in my opinion does not demand the ball enough and and it's just a matter of time you know maybe maybe um, if he's gonna stick around on this team he's gonna have to demand the ball because. Um, Joel Embiid, he's a ball hog. Ben Simmons, when he gets the ball, he he is a ball hog. Um, and he, they're not that I'm not gonna call Ben Simmons a ball hog, but he does like to push it down court and keep it in his hand. Um, JJ Redick, he's gonna shoot it. That's just who he is. He he's he's gonna shoot it. But when he goes two or seven, come on, man. Embiid five or fifteen. Ben Simmons, four of nine, and but Jimmy Butler, t- uh, eleven of eleven of twenty-two. You know he's shooting fifty percent. Can't beat that. Tobias two. Uh, Tobias Harris, two of seven. Two for seven. Come on, man! You only made two buckets. 
took seven shots, two buckets. That's not enough attempts for an all-star. Seven shots? That's not enough attempts for an all-star. There's no way. He, he, should, he should be one of the leading scorers on this team, uh, and leading shot takers on this team. So um, something has to change in order for the Sixers to, um, to move on um, in the NBA playoffs. Uh, something has to change. I don't know what it's going to be, but um, something, something has to change. Yeah. But um, throughout this NBA playoffs, um, there, there have been some, you know, we've seen some big upsets in the first round. So we shouldn't count this as one of them. But the Orlando Magic, baby, that's my team. And I call them my team because they're the closest team to me. And I go to the Orlando Magic games from time to time. And I'm always pulling for them. My mom was a big Scott Skiles fan. Uh, Scott Skiles was a deadly three-point shooter. I never was pretty. Never made it out to be a good NBA coach, and I think because he was too hard nosed. But Scott Skiles, one of the most famous, other one of the most underrated Orlando Magic players of all time. But the Orlando Magic did the trick over the weekend. They beat the number one. Well, not the number one seed in the West, in the East, but they are. I think the um, the Toronto Raptors are the number two seed in the East, and the Magic came out with a victory, one hundred four. Um, 104-101. And, hey, I think the Magic have, have enough length on this team. They've really got some tall guys. Um, 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 Vucevic, he's a really good player. I mean, and he's an all-star. And him and Tobias were pretty good friends when, uh, when uh, Vucevic, when, when they were here, when uh, Tobias Harris was here in Orlando. But um, Aaron Gordon. He's still, you know, he, he's still finding his way in this league. Um, three of ten shooting, ten points. Uh, and I think he's, if he can ever get himself really, really healthy, and I think he's going to be that guy that we saw in the slam dunk contest, the guy that we uh, saw coming into the NBA. I think he's just really had some, some injury problems and has not been able to, um, to overcome some of that. But um, DJ uh, Augustine. Man, this kid, this cat played 30 minutes, nine of 13 shooting, 25 points, and hit the winning three-point shot with less than a with less than a second in the game. I think it was yeah, less than a second. No, it was, I think it was three seconds left. But he hit a three-pointer to win this game, seal the deal. And I tell you, Orlando Magic might be one of these teams you might want to keep your eye on because I think they are a team to watch. And, um, hey, be, let's just be careful with this Orlando Magic team. This is not one to one. This is not a team to sleep on in these NBA playoffs. Keep your eye on them. Um, keep, your, keep your eye on the Magic. And for one reason, they don't really have a super superstar. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we'll be back with more Sports Info UM on VoiceAmerica.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, we were just talking about the Magic. And I'm telling you, man, I really think the Magic are, are one of those teams that you, you better keep your eye on the Magic. And I say that because they have a lot of length. And I mean, you know, everybody's not so tall, but they all have really long arms. Now, DJ Augustine is not a very big guy, but um, he's he's a hustler. I mean, um, he just he's all over the place, all over the time. He always keeps his dribble. I just think um, he's a he's a force to be reckoned with. But Another guy that they picked up is um, Terrence Ross. And Terrence Ross is just one of the best three-point shooters off the bench in the league. You know, um, so he's another guy I think that you have to watch. He went, he had 10 points in the game. So I think the Magic or the Magic is just one of those teams that you just have to keep your eye on. Um, they've been pretty consistent throughout the season, too. Um, this is, this team has has shown that they can they can beat some people, so don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them at all because I tell you, I think you 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 might you might find yourself um, a little shaky if you sleep on the magic. So you know, um, but the Clippers. I don't know if the Clippers are going to be able to hang with the Warriors. I think the Clippers might be swept in four. And they just don't have enough, you know. When and, and who does have enough for the Warriors? You know, is it going to be the Warriors against the field? You know, who has enough for the Warriors? And 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 the Clippers just don't have. Uh, you know, Gallinari is 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 one of their best players. People don't even know who Gallinari is. You know, so and he's an Italian basketball player. You know, um, the Dalino. Delano Gallinari, you know, so we don't we don't really know this guy. He averages 19 points a game, so uh, you make it makes you wonder who is Patrick Beverly? Is he the is he the best player on the um 
on the Clippers team, you know, he, he played the most minutes, 31 minutes, but he only scored three points. You know, and, and Gallinari um, scored 15 points, 30 minutes. It's just not enough. They don't really have an and, – and, and honestly, 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 this is a credit to Doc Rivers as a coach. You know, this team just doesn't have enough. You know, they were the eighth seed. They're playing the number one seed. There, it's, it's almost like a practice game for uh, for Golden State. And but this is a credit to Doc Rivers because this is not a good team. I mean, no one could name two two stars on this team because there aren't any stars on a Clippers team. But they're in the playoffs, playing the number one seed. And the number one seed, you know, we haven't we we're still waiting to see. Um, what DeMarcus Cousins is going to do with the Clippers. 21 minutes, nine points. We're still waiting to see, is he going to have an explosive playoff? Are we going to see him, um, are we going to see him actually come through like the old DeMarcus Cousins before he hurt his, uh, tore his Achilles tendon? I don't know, but they still have Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, uh, Clay Thompson, and the best shooter in the world, Stephon Curry. So, man, I mean, we're talking about star power. I mean, really, Draymond Green is a bigger star by himself than any players on the Clippers team. And he's probably the fourth star on, on, the, um, on, the, on the Golden State Warriors team. I mean, the fourth star on the Warriors team. So... How how do we how why would we even expect this team? And the, and the Clippers lost one hundred four to one twenty one, and and Steph Curry, you know, his first round of the playoffs, playing against a team that's that's not nearly the caliber team that um that that his team is, and I'm sure his as a matter of fact his bench his his practice team probably plays better or more athletic than. The Clippers starters and Steph Curry, 37 minutes, 38 points. Clay Thompson, 37 minutes, 12 points. Uh, we already told you that Cousins went 21 minutes for nine points. But Kevin Durant, 32 minutes, 23 points. Draymond Green, 35 minutes, 17 points. This, this team is really a, um, I mean, it's a well-oiled machine. And let's, and let's don't get it twisted. Um, they haven't won the last two championships, the last two NBA championships, because they weren't worthy. No, they were worthy. They were prepared. Um, you know, they were all of that and some. So I, I really expect them to, to do it again. Uh, the only thing that could, in my opinion right now, the only thing that I think could um, slow them down a little bit if Milwaukee comes in the playoffs as healthy as they could possibly be, if they can come into the playoffs as healthy as they could possibly be, they may have a chance to, um, to, to, to knock off the defending champions. However, let's be careful. The Spurs knocked off uh, the number. I think they were the number two team in the West. Uh, the Spurs came in a record of, of um, 48 and 34, and um, Golden State 
not uh, not Golden State, but the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets came in with a record of 54 and 28. And in this first round, the Spurs put it on them. And I mean, when we look at it by quarter by quarter, the Spurs won three quarters by point total. First quarter, they won 25-20. The second quarter, they won 34-30. The third quarter, the Nuggets won the quarter, but they only scored 17 points. Spurs scored 13 points. The Nuggets scored 17 points. And in the final quarter, the Spurs scored 29 points and the Nuggets scored 28 points. And, you know, um, a lot of people are wondering how 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 well will um, Jokic do in in these playoffs? And here it is. We see 36 uh, Nikolai Jokic. Well, 36 minutes, 10 points, four of nine shooting. It, you know, he's a superstar. And I, I'm saying the same thing about him that I said about Tobias Harris. If you're a superstar, you can't shoot the ball four, nine times. You have to shoot the ball more than nine times. You know, it's 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 unheard of. This guy shooting the, the superstar of this team shoots the ball nine times, and he he made four baskets, ten points, four of nine. That just doesn't. You know, Paul Millsap shot four of nine. Hey, that's okay. We could we could we could live with Paul Millsap shooting nine, making shooting the ball nine times. But Jokic, no man, we can't we can't. It's, that's just, that's just not right. It, it's just not right for him, Nikola Jokic, to shoot nine times in a game when this guy averages twenty points a game. That's just that's just not that's not acceptable, and. Um, you know why something should be done about that. I, I don't. I don't get that. You know, he averaged twenty point. He was 29th in the league in scoring. You know, out of out of the entire league, he had, he was the 29th highest scoring person in the league. And here it is in the playoffs. He takes nine nine shots. Come on, that's that's just that's just not right. So somebody needs to get in his ear because I'm gonna tell you, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Aldridge for the um, for the for the uh, San Antonio Spurs, thirty four minutes, six of nineteen. He took nineteen shots. Jokic took nine shots. It's just that. It, it, come on. And who's a bigger star in the league, Aldridge or Jokic? I would probably say uh, Jokic. He is a is a bigger star. But Aldridge is a is a is a ball demanding athlete in the NBA. I mean, he wants the ball in his hands. He's going to take his shot. Um, DeRozan, we know he's going to take his shot. Six of 17, 18 points, 39 minutes. You know, but hey, he he came to, um, to the Spurs in a trade. So he came there to do that. That's his job, is the score. And he's the 21st um, score in a league 21.2 points per game so we expect him to do this that's what we expect him to do i mean we we, we expect the rosen to come in and shoot jokic we expect you to do the same thing 
and, and here it is, um, Murray for um, for um, Jamal Murray for the um, for Golden um, for the Nuggets. He made he took Mur- Murray Murray actually took twenty four. Attempts eight of twenty four for seventeen points. There's no way in the world in the first playoff game of the season that Murray should take more shots than Jokic. That's just not. I don't. I don't see where that could possibly happen. And uh, I understand. Um, you know, Murray. It, Murray averages eighteen points a game. He's a thirty eighth leading scorer in the in the league. You know, Jokic. <laughs> no, 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 no. So this, this, when we have balances like that, I don't know whether um, I don't know whether this was done purposely or maybe Joke is just not the kind of guy that wants to demand the ball. But something has got to change with this because if it doesn't, we're gonna get the same results. But um, like I say, you know, those two losses that we, when we really had we had three upsets over the weekend, the Magic. Beat the Raptors, um, and uh, Kawhi Leonard. You know what is he going to do? You know he he came there on basically like a, a two year deal. I think he, I think he may be a free agent at the end of the season. What's going to happen with Kawhi Leonard? That's that's going to be a story. Well, so still got some time to see what's going what's what's really going down. What's going to go down? But Celtics and the Pacers. The Pacers are one of the best defending teams in the league. The problem is they don't score a lot of points. The Celtics only scored 84 points. Probably the lowest scoring game in the in the, it was the lowest scoring game in the playoffs over the weekend. But the Pacers have problems scoring. You know, and, and they and not to excuse them or to give them any excuses. When they lost the best player on their team, and their number one scorer, Oladipo, early in the season, and this is a this is a credit to Dale Harris of making the playoffs. Um, it's you know, so I, I I really think this is a a credit to him, but the Pacers just don't have it on the offensive side, and it makes you wonder how well will the Celtics do because it's going to be interesting to see if um, if they can actually score enough points in this year's NBA playoffs, and, and you know how will they well how will they handle coming out of the East? It's going to be interesting to see. You know the Pacers are happy to be there. You know um, they're not the worst team in the league, uh, but they're happy to be there. I'm not so sure they're going to make it much farther than what they are. But I would, I'll say this, though. I can guarantee you they're going to win, win at least one game in this series. And probably and wouldn't surprise me if they win one of these games in um, in Boston. And Because I don't think Boston is that good this year. I think the team that they had last year when, um, when um, – the team they had last year – was a better team when uh, when Kawhi Lent, when um Kyrie Irving was out, and I, what I mean is sometimes you play harder 
when when someone is out because you think you got to make up something. And I think that that team played harder. And and Kyrie is going to get his. You know, 34 minutes, six of 17, shooting um, 20 points. He he's he's going he's going to take his shots. And yes, he was he was a leading shot taker on that team. But when we look at um, at um, paces, it's just not really. It's no one there that, that's going to really. Miles Turner, two of six, 30 minutes. Um, it's just not a lot of people on this team that's going to bring a lot of scoring to the table, you know. So we can almost. I can. I think the, that Boston will win this series, but I also think that um, the Pacers are are going to take at least one of these games. I'm not so sure which one, but I think the Pacers are going to, uh, the Pacers are going to take one of these games. Now, this is an interesting series in the NBA. I mean, the Thunder and the Blazers. Wow. What a matchup, you know? Uh, and, and I, I really think Paul George is a little, a little hurt, but he went, he took his 24 shots. 8 of 24, 26 points, and played 43 minutes. Paul George. And here's a guy that you know, says his shoulder's injured. But, uh, hey, Paul George is going to get his. But uh, Russell Westbrook, 8 of 17, 24 points, played 38 minutes. These guys are going to take their shots. They, they lost a close game, um, 99 to 104. And the Portland Trailblazers, you know, the Portland Trailblazers is, are one of those teams. Every year, they get to the playoffs, but how far do they go? And this year, you know, how far will they go? You know, um, um, I, I really wonder how far will they go. Damian Lillard, he's a great player. Uh, McCullum is a is another great player, but how far will they go? Um, Enos Cantor is on this team now. Thirty-four. Enos Cantor had played thirty-four minutes, eight of fifteen shooting. Um, eight of fifteen shooting and twenty points. That's big for Enos Cantor. Now, will he be able to sustain that? That's the biggest thing with Enos Cantor. Now, he he's 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 been a fairly good player wherever he's been, but is he? Will he be able to sustain that? I'm not so sure. And he's actually playing against one of his old teams. He used to play for Oklahoma, um, the Oklahoma Thunder. But I'm not so sure that um, that the Trailblazers will be able to, you know, to even get past uh, OKC. I think Oklahoma Thunder will will possibly um, give them a run for their money. And um, Portland is uh, is a is a higher seed than Oklahoma. I think they might be close, but uh, might be maybe five and six. But this is going to be an interesting series, and it this may go um, may goes may go seven games, and I'm, I'm I'm I wouldn't I wouldn't say it wouldn't go. It could possibly, but this is just a um, just a heartbeat away. I mean, we I'm, I'm Boston. These guys probably already got their suitcases packed. I'm not Boston, but the Pistons, Detroit, and and the Milwaukee Bucks are going at it, and I really think the Pistons probably already got the bags packed. And this is another series, another playoff series, that Blake Griffin is not available. 
you know, he didn't. He wasn't available last year for the Clippers in the playoffs. I remember he 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 had he hurt his arm and then he then he punched a guy and, and hurt his. Oh, it was just crazy. So, but guess what? He's not available this year either. So he this is a cat that makes a whole 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 lot of money and is never available for the play at during the playoffs. But I, I, he would have made a difference. Yes, he would. I, I can't say he wouldn't have made a difference. You know, Andre Drummond, he got kicked out of this game, got booted out of the game, played 26 minutes, uh, four of nine shooting, 12 points. But, you know, the best scorer on this team right now is Reggie Jackson. 22 minutes, six of 14, 12 points. They just don't have enough star power. But, um, um, Ana Tatupo, the best player in the National Basketball Association, in my opinion, Giannis Anatatupo. Um, you know, this 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 guy is amazing. I mean, he really is just amazing. And if you ever have a chance to see him, you don't even have to hear his name called to know that he is the best player on the floor right away, within within a few seconds, if you see him playing a basketball game you will know that he is the best player on the court. 23 minutes, didn't play very many minutes in this game. When you, had, when you won, 121 to 86, he played 23 minutes, 24 points. Um, Chris Middleton, 25 um, minutes, 14 points. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, um, 25 minutes. 15 points, and uh, Brooke Lopez, 25 minutes, 14 points. So as a matter of fact, all of their starters were in double figures. And, I, you know, when you, can, when you can do things like that, most of the time you have some really rounded scoring, a lot of passing. Everybody's willing to pass the ball for a better shot. And I think this Milwaukee team is really one of the teams we we should keep our eyes on going into um going into this year's playoffs. But the Utah Jazz 50 wins this year. They're playing a port, they're playing the uh, Houston Rockets. 53 wins this year. Some would say they've got blowed out. 122 to 90. I call that a blowout. You know, but I'm not so sure that the Rockets have enough to sweep this series. I'm not so sure. I, I'd like to see James Harden and the gang sweep this series, but I'm not so sure it's going to happen like that. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about James Harden and the Rockets. We'll be right back after these messages. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. 
Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, we were just talking about James Harden and this, this Rockets team. You know, a lot of people say that the, the Houston Rockets may be the team that could possibly knock off Golden State Warriors. I'm not so sure about that. You know, I, I, I really, I, I like I like the Houston Rockets. I'm pulling for them. I'd love to see them knock off the Warriors. You know, just because they will definitely be the underdog. And I like pulling for the underdog from time to time. But it's one thing with these Rockets that, that, that has to happen, you know. Um, this has to happen for the Rockets to have a chance to be successful in the in the West, and that is Chris Paul has to stay healthy. If Chris Paul can't stay healthy, it's to forget about it. I mean, forget about it, man. I mean, this this guy is he, he's a great player. He's a great player. But here, here it is again. He, he's almost as bad as Blake Griffin. He can't stay healthy in the playoffs. So, and, and, and it's so, it's almost scary to watch him in the playoffs sometimes because you're like, oh, is he, is he going to make it through the game? And I'm really pulling for him. I'm, knock on wood. I'm pulling for doggone Chris Paul because I really like him. I've, I've, I've liked this guy since he came into the league. Um, so, I'm I'm pulling for him 100%. But if he can stay healthy and James Harden does what he does, he, he's he's just uh, one of the one of the greatest players, possibly one of the greatest scorers we've seen 
in in a long time. I mean, we we have to put James Harden in the same conversation that we put Stephen Curry in when we start talking about shooting and scoring. And I mean, we talk about Stephen Curry as being one of the greatest shooters of all time. And if we're going to say he's one of the greatest shooters of all time, and we put James Harden in that same conversation, hey, this guy can light it up. He's he's and he plays with a lot of humility as far as I'm concerned. Plays with a little chip on his shoulder, but to be as as electrifying as he is and as and as and as scoring and to be a scoring machine like he is, you have to have a little chip on your shoulder. And to go to the free throw free throw lines as many times as he does, and to have a percentage like he has in and free throw. I tell you, this guy James Harden is He's he's the real deal. He he is the real deal. But no doubt, there's no way that uh, that this team, there's no way this team actually goes anywhere unless um, unless they can stay healthy. Especially Paul, he has to stay healthy. Chris Paul has to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy and James Harden does what he does, there's no doubt. I think this team can really, really, really do some things. You know, I, I just really think they can do some things. And don't get it twisted. It's still the Golden State Warriors against the field. And I don't know if I'm scared to take I don't know if I'm scared to take the field. You know, leave. But let's go. Let's let's talk a little bit about the Miami Hurricanes. Over the weekend. I went down to Miami for our annual, annual reunion. We had guys that played in the 40s. They told, I think it was only one guy that stood up that played in the 40s, but he was there. God bless him. Um, I wish I could have thought of got his name. But then they had guys that played in the 50s. They stood up. It was about maybe almost 10 of them. Then the guys from the 60s, they stood up. A lot of guys were there that played in the 60s. Um, then they had guys from the seventies. They stood up. Then my group stood up. The guys from the eighties. That's the biggest group of always, all the time. Most guys from the eighties always show up, show back, show up, and they always come. We have a great time too. But then the guys from the nineties, guys from two thousand, two thousand ten, and that was the last group that stood up. But um. It's just really, really, really exciting to see all the guys come back. Bernie Kozar was there. Um, Michael Irving showed up for the uh, scrimmage on Saturday. Didn't see him at the reunion on Friday. Hung out with some of my good friends, Todd, um, um, Kenny Calhoun uh, from the championship team. Kenny knocked that pass down in our first championship when Nebraska went for two. Um, Wow, it was just a lot of um, Gary Bird. He was there. Um, man, a lot of guys were there. Um, uh, Rohan Marley showed up. The guest speaker for the week for the weekend was uh, Ed Reed. He was there and did a fantastic job. I mean, Ed did a great job. Um, and and we and actually, it's a big dinner. We all sat down in a in a new Carousel indoor facility that we have down there now. It's brand new. This is our first year in this faci- in this facility. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, indoor facility where we can practice now when it rains. And when I was in college, we used to have to go to the gym or the armory 
at on the, on campus to practice when it rained, and Coach Snellenberg would run the snot at you in that armory. And Jimmy Johnson, he he was just as bad in the gym, but um, but they have their own indoor facility now, and it is a beauty. I mean, it is a beautiful facility, and the weight room is connected to it. And wow, I look at that weight room, and I'm telling you, man, the weight room we had in the '80s when I was there is I want to say I want to say a tenth of the size of the weight room they have now. It, it's it's just I mean it's state of the art. It is it is everything that I don't know what Nebraska's weight room looked like or Penn State or and the Florida Gators for that for that. But I know what Miami's looked like and it looks amazing and it looks beautiful and it's really I mean state of the art and and if you're a young kid wanting to go to college and wanting to have a college experience uh, University of Miami is is one place I would definitely consider going and the food fantastic I mean it was made with they had meatballs they had steak they had chicken salad desserts uh, string beans, mashed potatoes. Oh, it was it was it was delicious. I can't remember who catered the food, but it was great. Uh, everything was really good. Um, the camaraderie was probably what was most fantastic is being around guys that played back in the day. Uh, Reuben Carter was there. Chuck Foreman was there. Henry Radford was there. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And and I, I hate to even start calling people names because I'll probably forget somebody that I ran right into and talked to. Um, oh, one of my good friends um, who's been on the show. And I actually have been giving him a hard, I gave him a hard time for not coming. And he told me, he said, this year I'll be there, Daryl. And that was um, Jeff Toretta, Gino Toretta's brother. Jeff Toretta played quarterback with me uh, at the University of Miami. He backed up Vinny Testaverde. But he was there, and it looked like he had a great time. I know I had a wonderful time. And it was so good to see Jeff. I had not seen Jeff since college. You know, so, and Gino Toretta was there, like, like I said. His brother, so it was just a really, really, really uh, amazing time, and uh, Benny and Brian Blades were there, so I, I could just keep going on. But it was a good time, and it's, it was so good to see all of these guys. But to have dinner with the current team is is something special too, and I tell you, um, this team looks looks different. And I'm not going to say they have a swag about them or they have swagger. Nah, it look, they just look a little different. And I mean, some of these guys look bigger and stronger and more physical than they were a year ago. And they should. You should look bigger and stronger and more physical. And But you can hear it in, the, in their conversation now. If they look a little bit more uh, uh, humble. I, I could say that. Uh, but getting whooped in a bowl like they got whooped last year, that would, that would humble you. Um, but this team looks a little little different. And I coached, I think I met Coach Diaz, talked to him for a few minutes. Uh, he was a really, really um, great hostess. Uh, he, he, he really mingled well with the current team. Uh, you can tell his team has a lot of respect for him. But he, he also mingle very well with the former players. And he made it clear what makes this team is the former Hurricane. The ones that come back, 
year after year after year, and I'm going to tell you, I've been going back year after year after year. Um, I lived in Miami right after college, so I was still a part of the um, college scene for a long time. But even after that, um, I go back to see my Hurricanes play. And Butch Davis started our annual reunion when he was the head coach at the University of Miami. And I think that was back around 2000, uh, around 2000 is when he started it, or maybe even before that, 1999. And it's been going on every year since then. And, and it's a very special weekend. Um, and the guys look really good. The team looks fantastic. One of the guys in particular is uh, Al Blaze Jr. I'm going to tell you, man, Al Blaze Jr. will be starting somewhere in the secondary this year. This is his second year, and he will be starting somewhere in the secondary this year. This cat looked like he has grown an inch. I'm, I'm t- and since the last time I saw him, and I'm talking about I saw him on the field last season. I was on the field looking at him face-to-face, and I'm telling you, he was, he was not – he wasn't as tall as I was. Now this cat is looking at him. His eyes are a little higher than mine. He's taller. Than, he has grown an inch. And put on look like what has to be at least 15 pounds of muscle. So, but he's not the only one. I mean, we we, we saw, I saw a lot of good looking athletes uh, down there over the weekend. And I really think that, um, that our quarterback situation, um, Kanasi Perry, I think he, he, he to me, looked like he's the best uh, quarterback right now. I hope he can um, sustain that. I, I really like um, I like Kanasi a lot. Um, but I'm not so sure where we are with, with running back. Um, uh, OJ, uh, DJ Dallas looked really good. I mean, he, he looked, looked solid. So um, I think he'll definitely be our starting but I've, I saw some things over the weekend. Uh, the first play of the scrimmage, we had motion from our tight end and two other positions. And then we got set and we snapped the ball. And you should have heard, you should have saw the crowd just roaring and clapping just to see our team go in motion and not go up to this whatever that clap craziness we used to do last year. That's over. Thank God. But, um, I really think that we have some. Um, we have we, we we this team is different. This team is different. Uh, I really like what Coach Diaz is doing. I think we're going to be making a lot of progress in the next uh, this season. You'll see a difference. And I'm not saying we're we we're, we're back in the hunt for anything, but I will say uh, this team is going to play with a lot more confidence. I can see it. Um, all over these guys' faces. Uh, this team has a lot, a lot of confidence. And and it's yet to be seen how far they'll go and how how far this team will go. But and another um thing, this quarterback that came in from Ohio State, Tate Martell, I just, I don't see him as being a um I don't see him as being that much of a threat for Nikasi Perry. And um, uh, Lorenzo Langard held him out for the spring. He's not practicing. Did not. Uh, Jeff Thomas didn't see him in the in the practice. They said he's around. He's doing well. So I think we have a, a lot of star power on this team. 
I know we're going to be back in the hunt. Not saying the hunt for the national championship, but we're going to be in that hunt for everybody. What that means is we're going to be competitive. We're going to compete. And uh, and we're going to be we're going to show enough finesse to let people know that you just can't you're not going to know what we're going to do before we snap the ball. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Sports Info U.M. on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for more Sports Info U.M. We'll see you then.